Today, Chinese President Xi Jinping traveled to Russia to meet with Vladimir Putin. Putin was just happy to get out of his bunker while she was like, worst spring break ever. <laughs> yep, Putin and she were together for over four hours, waiting for the other one to sip their drink first. <laughs> Let's trade. You take mine and I'll take yours. That's as good as it gets on late night TV. <laughs> I tell you, I, uh, I think Putin's in a bunker. He's in Moscow. And uh, he's okay. They're killing people as communists do in Ukraine wholesale. In fact, I have some numbers on that I want to share with you. Because, you know, the, he's a Soviet communist. We've got a lot of those in the United States now, too. Vlad the Impaler Putin. I have seen the New York Times try to label him a right-winger, which is almost hysterical. They also labeled him a black woman. Because, you know, with uh, well, Democrats, they, uh, they, can, they can change. They're like shapeshifters. They can morph. Go from being... Well, not straight white men, but just white men. To being black women and... And they can pretend that communists are actually somehow right-wing. Kind of amazing. Of course, you know, we call the Nazis right-wing, and they were a socialist workers' party, and they, they uh, you know, said the daylight between Stalin's Soviet Union and Hitler's... Nazi Germany. Uh, daylight is about like this. I'm holding my right index finger a half an inch from my right thumb. That's right, just like that. And, uh, you know, very little daylight between. Whereas Americans, we're right in the center. We're, we're pro-freedom. We're the liberty people. We're the people that liberate the world from the bad guys. Like, uh, you know, Hitler, my father, you know, personally killed all those Nazis and uh, won the war all by himself. Not really. He had, uh, but he helped. You know, he did, he did, uh, he did his part. And, uh, you know, in the United States, we, uh, one of the dictators that uh, no longer roams the earth brutalizing people and murdering people is Saddam Hussein. Perhaps you've heard of him. Yesterday was, in fact, the 20th anniversary. It was March 20th and the 20th anniversary of the invasion of Iraq, the shock and awe, right? And um, a great many Americans served in the Iraq war. A great many Americans lost their lives in the Iraq war. A great many Americans, a greater number, uh, wounded in the Iraq war. And then you remember Joe Biden went there under Obama and uh, just one weekend said, okay, we're leaving, we're out of here, and pulled the plug. And then ISIS spread like wildfire because the Democrats are good for ISIS and al-Qaeda and for Putin and for Xi Jinping. But they're bad for freedom-loving people everywhere and liberty-loving people everywhere. Um, yesterday, Kabul Kirby was at the White House. And I should, I should mention him. I was in my previous, uh, one of my previous lifetimes uh, 20 years ago, and I was um, a reporter for CNN at the Pentagon, at the Pentagon. And I was reporting on the, uh, the invasion of Iraq and, and uh, all of that stuff. Um, and so the, uh, the anniversary is obviously meaningful for the United States of America, for our armed forces, for people that served, certainly for families who had uh, family members, loved ones killed and, and wounded in the, 
in the war. Saddam Hussein um, is dead and gone. He was hanged by the neck until dead after being found in a spider hole. Remember that term, spider hole. He was down in a spider hole, and American troops found him there. It's it's an amazing story. It's uh, uh, for all kinds of reasons. The U.S. involvement in Iraq, um, just an extraordinary story. Now, the... Um, the briefing yesterday at the White House, such as it was, with Kabul Kirby. Kabul Kirby. He was, uh, he was telling the, uh, um, you know, the press sitting there with their mouths agape um, that uh, he politicized it a little bit. I didn't like that part. In fact, we cut that out. But here is retired one-star Navy admiral in the United States Navy, uh, Kabul Kirby, who uh, doesn't always tell the truth, but he's but he's kind of slick. You know, he's uh, he's a little bit slick when it comes to this stuff. And Kabul Kirby cited the number of Americans uh, who lost their lives in the uh, in the war in Iraq. Some 4,399 troops did not make it home from the war. More than 30,000 came home forever changed by wounds and injuries. And it's not just them, it's their families that continue to suffer, that continue to sacrifice. There's 4,399 chairs at 4,399 dinner tables that are empty. And it's important for us always to remember that and never forget the bravery, the courage, the sacrifice that went into fighting that war. That's, uh, and that's 100% true, and I'll take that at face value. He then said, no matter how you feel about the war, because... You know, Democrats can't help but, you know how they are. Now, I, I noted that. I was watching this yesterday, and I, and I made note of uh, the number, and I was, and I was uh, quiet and, um, and thinking about the 20-year anniversary and, and the world in which we live and all of the madness and how much of it is now here. We used to be fairly impervious to all this madness, but... But the left is here now, and the looting and the rioting and the burning and the arson and the, again, two more NYPD cars torched last night in Manhattan by Democrats because that's what they do. But when I heard those numbers, I couldn't help but um, remember a story that I had read quite recently about the casualties in Ukraine. Uh, Now, our war against radical Islam and its sponsors and the threats posed by the troglodytes of radical Islam, that war really began in earnest. It was already underway, but it began in earnest, uh, of course, on September 11, 2001. I was at the Pentagon that day as well. And uh, the war has gone on for, uh, for a long time, and it is on, on, on a number of different levels still ongoing. Uh, make no mistake. But I was reading recently about the war in Ukraine and the Russian invasion of Ukraine, and with Kabul Kirby citing that number 4,399 Americans killed in combat in Iraq over the course of those many years. Um, I remember, gee, did I, was I remembering those numbers? I knew I was remembering the numbers correctly. Um, out of the war in, in Ukraine... And I went and found because the, the numbers are actually hard to find in the American news media because we don't have a legitimate news media. They're not a good news media. They're a corrupt and terrible political operation working on behalf of the Democrat Party. But I went to ABC, the Australian Broadcasting Corporation, 
in Australia. And their story from January, a couple of months ago, January 23rd, almost 180,000 Russians dead or wounded in Ukraine. That's in one year. 180,000 Russians dead or wounded in one year. Norwegian general says. You can't believe a Norwegian general. Who can you believe? Almost 180,000 Russians have so far been killed or wounded during the war in Ukraine. While the figure for the Ukrainians is 100,000 military casualties. The word casualties means killed or wounded. And 30,000 dead civilians, according to estimates released by Norway's Army Chief of Staff. He said, Russian losses are beginning to approach around 180,000 dead or wounded soldiers. Again, uh, almost two months ago now, said uh, the defense chief, General Erik Christofferson. He uh, plays a mean guitar, too. In an interview with TV2, without specifying how the numbers were calculated, but Norway, a country bordering Russia, has been a member of NATO since its founding in 1949. And uh, and that is just, you know, you take that number, that's an astonishing number, when you put it's one year, again, one year, just barely more than, uh, since the Russian invasion of Ukraine. And it's not like they went into the Ukrainian military maelstrom that would have devoured anything in its path. Uh, this is really largely because of U.S. assistance and um, you know, putting a beating on the Russian military. But 180,000 is an extraordinary number for one year, and it uh, reminds us of the Soviet Union in World War II where they lost 25 million people. And, in uh, you know, look, they, they would send swarms of untrained, poorly trained troops in to fight the Nazis, and uh, they'd give them that they, they literally would do this sometimes they'd have their front wave would have rifles the soviets and the second wave would not have rifles because they didn't have enough rifles and they'd tell them to pick up the rifles of the soldiers killed in front of them because they knew they'd be mowed down by the the socialist workers party so they'd the soviets would send a wave of troops in up front with rifles and the second wave would have no rifles but they'd have instructions to pick up the rifles of the dead Russians, that uh, Soviets, that had fallen in front of them so they could continue fighting the, uh, the Nazis. And here's the tricky part. When they, when they turned around to run away because they were being mowed down, the Russians set up machine gun nests behind them to mow down their own troops. See? Because that would inspire them, they believe, to turn around and run back toward the Nazis. That's, that's how they fought World War II. And Putin is a Soviet communist. And they're fighting this war in Ukraine the way that Russians fight wars. And as they'll kill everybody, they don't care. They'll kill as many civilians as they want. They don't care. And they'll get as many Russian troops killed and uh, as, you know, as, as, as imaginable and even unimaginable. And they don't care because the left doesn't care about human life, you see. Right? Black Lives Matter, except for the 9,900-plus African-Americans that died of murder last year. George Floyd, it's an old Stalinist saying, a single death is a tragedy, a million deaths are a statistic. And the left believes that the world round, including, including here in the United States. 
And then you know, they got 63 million abortions, which they celebrate, and they have parties and all that uh, good stuff. In fact, there was another pro-life center attacked by Democrats a couple of days ago because they, they are, they're anti-life. And this is the left. They're pretty consistent across the board, culturally, politically, socially. They, uh, but they do harvest the organs of the, uh, of the innocent. It's, uh, it's amazing stuff. Yeah, so 180,000 Russian dead or wounded in one year. And nobody even blinks. Nobody bats an eye. It's not a thing. The media is the left as well. At least 19 shot in Chicago over the weekend. Lori Lightfoot's Chicago. That's not news. All right? Because, you know, the Democrats, they're, uh, they're out of their minds, aren't they? Uh, you have that, uh, well, like I said, I don't have time to do the audio of the, the mayor uh, yet, but I want to get to the mayor of Clearwater, Florida, who resigned in the middle of a city council meeting yesterday. Pretty amazing stuff. Now, we had this uh, crazy um, uh, San Francisco city councilwoman. She is, she's just a classic left-wing lunatic, right? Um, Hillary Ronan, cut 23. 23 is her uh, cut number. She is cut number 23. Hillary, it's perfect that her name is Hillary. Hillary Ronan uh, was a, a ferocious advocate for defunding the police in 2020. San Francisco politician begs for more policing after voting to defund in 2020. This is Hillary Ronan. But it's okay because, you know, they're Democrats and they can flip-flop and they can cause murders to happen all over the place and then blame somebody else. Um, The London Breed is the name of the mayor of San Francisco. That's why she was elected, because her name is London Breed. They defunded the police to the tune of $120 million. And nobody wants to be a cop in San Francisco, so they can't recruit. They're down more than 500 police officers in the San Francisco Police Department. And now the place is like, you know, murder central in addition to everything else. Here is Democrat city council member Hillary Ronan uh, now Uh, She voted angrily to defund the police then. We've been begging for more footbeats and for more officers. What? In the Mission District. Now they want more. begging this department to give the mission what it deserves. She blames the cops. Police presence all year long. And I have been told time and time and time and time again. Time again. There are no officers that we can send to mission. It hurts. Because of you. By the department, I feel betrayed by the mayor. She's betrayed. I feel betrayed by the priorities of this city. It is not this board of supervisors' priorities. We want our residents safe. That's a lie. We don't want our residents getting shot, you getting defunded. assaulted, getting killed. Because in the mission, chief, it's not theft. In the mission, people are getting shot and killed. In the mission, people are getting beat up. Because in the of mission, you. People are dying. Because of you. Because of you and your defund the police, and you were successful in defunding the police of $120 million. You're racist, and uh, now she's shocked to find that people are being murdered everywhere, and she is inclined to blame the police. But it's her, and it's London Breed is falling down, and uh, all of these mental cases that call themselves liberals, they call themselves progressives. They're as regressive as any gang of lunatics ever to rule anywhere. And, uh, you know, Democrats keep voting for them, and the media loves them. So, you like Democrats? You like murder. It's a one-to-one deal. Hey, here we are. It's March, almost a quarter of the way into the year already. It's time to reflect on 
how your New Year's resolutions are going. Maybe you wanted to eat better, exercise more, improve your overall health. Well, people who've discovered 120 Life are doing just that. People like me, with proven ingredients like tart cherry, cranberry, pomegranate juices, 120 Life can help lower high blood pressure without side effects and do it naturally. Don't know if you have high blood pressure? Well, it's important to get checked so you can take action if need be. From reducing sodium intake, even getting enough sleep helps. It's remarkable. There are lots of ways to take control of your blood pressure naturally. And as for me, listen, I drink a bottle of 120 Life every day. I had it this morning with my banana and my, what else did I have? Peanuts and stuff. You know, it helps keep me energized and my blood pressure in check. Go to 120life.com. That's 120life.com and order their two-week trial pack. Use the code CHRIS. That's me to save 15%. If it doesn't work for you, you get your money back, guaranteed. So order it now. 120 Life. We need more stuff like this in the world. These statements and products have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. The product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease or condition. Bomb, 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 bomb. Yeah, man. Yeah, the Democrats. And then they're shocked. Oh, now I got this, uh, the guy... The mayor of Clearwater, Florida, resigned yesterday during a city council meeting because there's only one Chris Plant, the Chris Plant Show. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Title Transference aired October 27, 2004. Director James Marshall, writers Todd Slavkin, Darren Swimmer. I really like this episode, and I'm surprised that you don't like it as much as you thought you did. I actually respect your opinion more than I respect my own in general. (laughs) (laughs) When you say things are good and I check them out, they are. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen. Ah, yes. I love these uh, San Francisco uh, so-called liberals. They get more people killed and then they pound the table because more people were killed. When it's all on them, it's 100% on them, and they yell and scream and pound the table and blame the police because there aren't enough police after they defund the police to make sure that there are fewer police. And they target the police so that fewer people want to be police. The people that want to be police don't want to police as a verb. And it's all on the Democrats. And then what do they do? They blame the police. Named one of the best personal finance podcasts, The Stacking Benjamin Show with Joe and his friends makes financial literacy fun. I got an email today from the LenPenzo.com HR department. I find oh. it really interesting. I'm an employee of one at this company, so but somebody from the HR department sent me an email telling me that I had a raise. If I just opened the attachment, I could see how much my raise was. Make sure you click on the links that are in there, too. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, I can't wait. This is I'm excited. Find out more by searching the Stacking Benjamins podcast wherever you listen. You know, yesterday, yesterday was a big day in Persian culture, in Persian culture. And Joe Biden made mention of it yesterday. Naturally, he mangled it because... He's Joe Biden, and he's not a smart guy or anything. And, uh, you know, he likes to variously say that he was raised in a Puerto Rican community, and I think he was raised Jewish one time, and he's raised... 
and uh, Corn Pop was his good buddy and all that stuff. But yesterday, uh, yesterday a, a, a big day, and our uh, our wonderful uh, Jasmine is uh, Persian and her family uh, Persian, and you know Persian culture is an amazing, great culture. They brought us all. They invented windmills, windmills in the seventh or eighth century, and the Democrats are still aspiring to uh, you know maximizing the effect of windmills. They uh, they gave us chess, chess. It's a uh, I love chess. I haven't played lately though. And a uh, great, uh, great thing. And it's, it's a great culture. The Ayatollahs, you know, they're a donkey show. But, um, you know, and they're born of a crime. And November 4th, 1979, 444 days, 52 hostages at the end and all that stuff. Uh, it's a terrible regime. And, of course, Joe Biden, you know, Joe Biden and the uh, Barack Obama, their goal for the Ayatollahs is to make sure they can keep spinning centrifuges and enriching uranium and uh, advancing their ballistic missile program so they can do, you know, death to the Jews and death to the great Satan, that's us. And uh, the Democrats are on their side, on the Ayatollah side. We Americans, on the other hand, we're on the side of, um, you know, of the uh, Persian people, the Iranian people, because we know that they're aspiring to freedom and to, uh, you know, human dignity and, and liberty, which is not allowed by the by the Ayatollahs, the radical Islamic jihadis that are running the country. And they, they, you know, you think you got like uh, uh, gay rights. They got your right to hang from a crane, you know, while um, people yell Alu Akbar and stuff. But uh, celebrations underway for Nowruz. Nowruz. I'm, uh, and Nowruz is the uh, celebration. The Persian New Year, which was actually yesterday, marks the start of spring and uh, stuff. Monday marked the beginning of spring. That means celebrations commemorating the centuries-old holiday of Nauru's, now underway. And, you know, it's another country, uh, you know, Obama didn't speak up during the Green Revolution and when women were being gunned down in the street. And it's happening again now, and Joe Biden doesn't say anything. And now you got the Chinese moving in there and working on deals between Sunni and Shia living together in peace for the first time ever. And, and the Chinese are brokering this deal between Saudi Arabia and Iran. And the United States is nowhere to be found because Joe Biden is also a donkey show, honestly. Commonly known as the Persian New Year, Norris translate, translates to New Day. It's a brand new day. And symbolized the revival of um, and the renewal for more than 300 million people in modern-day Iran and beyond. Um, and uh, it's a big thing. Now, Joe Biden yesterday had a uh, small a small event at the White House where he was, well, he was Joe Biden. He's always Joe Biden. I'll give him that. You know, the Persian culture is amazing as a student of the Persian culture. He's a student. Not a practitioner, but a student. He's a student of the Persian culture. He just makes stuff up on the fly. Every day it's a, a brand new, ridiculous lie. The man is... He really needs to retire. He needs to go away. He needs to go home. Somebody give him a remote control in an episode of Hazel, and he'll be happy. Man, oh, Manischewitz, as they say in downtown Tehran, you know. But uh, that's a, no, Joe Biden, they had a little commemoration. Also, I should mention my, I mentioned the other day, I guess I mentioned yesterday, that my best girl and I, we went to a hockey game. It was a National Hockey League NHL, you know, the Washington Capitals on uh, Friday night. But before we did, we went to a uh, 
what you call a Persian restaurant. It's a Persian restaurant. Not my usual Moby Dick House of Kebab is my usual favorite go-to. But we went to Rumi's, Rumi's Kitchen, Rumi's Kitchen, which is a kind of a fancy Persian restaurant. And uh, it was very, very good. Great food, great food. You know, most, most great cultures have great food. And sometimes, you know, cultures take a wrong turn. Like uh, 1979 in Iran, and that, Jimmy Carter rolled over, and, you know, Jimmy Carter's one of the bad guys in that story, too. And right now in the United States, our culture is taking a wrong turn, probably several wrong turns. But at Rumi's Kitchen, uh, you know, the employees there, they wear, they wear shirts um, with uh, the uh, silhouette of a woman that was murdered by the regime there, and uh, they're saying, woman, life, freedom. The, the restaurant is more active in uh, trying to bring freedom to Iran than the Biden administration, and uh, true of the, uh, the Obama administration, too. Uh, that's the end of my story. That's why I make fun of Joe Biden. He's a student of Persian culture. No, he's not. He's a ridiculous person. The things that he says. Can I just say the things that he says? Just ridiculous. All right, let's get to the Florida mayor because this is an amazing story. Florida mayor calls it quits, starts packing his things in the middle of a city council meeting, and he says this is simple math. Blaze Media has the story, and the Washington Post doesn't. City of Clearwater, Florida, in Pinellas County, Florida, had a special city council work session on Monday morning that ran over three hours. The mayor there, a uh, moderate Republican, self-described. Mayor Frank Hibbard helmed the meeting for the first hour, but then decided the job wasn't for him. Hibbard called a brief recess nearly an hour into the meeting. Prior to the recess, the council had been discussing plans, listen to this now, for a new $90 million city hall and municipal complex. Hibbard, a moderate Republican, was alone in opposing the project, reported the Tampa Bay Times, not least because of an underfunded gap of $60 million in the project's funding. So the uh, city council, I assume, dominated by Democrats, they voted to fund $90 million in funding for their new building where they will work, and they're only $60 million short, only $60 million short. So uh, Frank Hibbert, the Republican mayor of Clearwater, Florida, it, it, it sounded like this. I'm, I'm concerned where the city is going because this is simple math. Simple math. And we're not doing very well on the test. Not doing very well. But I can tell that really I am not the right person. I'm not the right person. I'm a busy guy. I'm a busy guy. I've always believed in making sacrifices for public service. Driven out. Um, And I love Clearwater. Driven out. And I love some of the things we've gotten done. By the government. I think Imagine's going to be phenomenal. Imagine's going to be phenomenal. I think Ms. Poyer's going to do a great job as city manager. He's very polite. But in good conscience... Compliment. Complimenting my own health and other things. I can't remain the mayor. Can't remain the mayor. Uh, I would highly recommend you appoint Hoyt. They're clutching their uh, pearls. For the interim. Hoyt. At least he knows the city. At least. You're going to have to appoint somebody who doesn't want to be uh, the next mayor. And I know this is shocking, but I just. He's quitting. I'm the wrong guy right now. He's out. And. Um, He's polite. I just called my wife. 
She's shocked. It's a woman. Um, His wife is a woman. And I don't ever quit anything. He's not a quitter. But it's been more and more obvious to me that as much as I love the city and as much as I want to stick around for some of the things that are going to occur over the next couple months, I simply am not the right person to be here anymore. Because he can't put and up so with this. so I wish all of you the best. Uh, Isn't how polite he is? I like you all and enjoy your company in different ways. Different. We don't always agree on things. Wink, wink. Um, but I want to thank our staff. He's packing his bag. You all are phenomenal. I think you are first class people who are incredibly dedicated. Gentle. Uh, to the city and what we do. Generous. And you all deliver services on a daily basis in a way that is unlike anybody else. I'm out I've here. never lost faith in our staff. We always have bumps in the road. And as people say, if it weren't for people, everything would be easy. <laughs> our citizens <laughs> the and everybody say. else. I will say one thing, Mr. Halubi, you got your wish. Halubi got his um, wish. So thank you all and God bless you in this city. I wish you all the best. Thank got, you for all you've been to me. He got his wish. Mr. Halubi got his wish. And the mayor is resigning in the middle of a city council meeting. And they're, uh, they've authorized $90 million in spending for their own selves, for their own building. Uh, it's going to be real nice, I'm sure. They're only $60 million short of uh, the funding that they need for the $90 million building. And Mr. Halubi got his wish. Um, I guess he's probably a corrupt Democrat who... You know, they just, they're drunk with power. You give a lefty a thimble full of power, they'll abuse it before the sun goes down. But this is a guy, the now former mayor of Clearwater, Florida, Frank Hibbard, who should be made into a hero on 60 Minutes and on the evening news broadcasts and the front page of the New York, because, you know, finally a responsible steward of the taxpayer dime, and and, uh, that won't happen, you see. That's not going to happen, because you know why. It's our culture. And uh, more, speaking of which, more mayhem in Miami Beach and more arrests and been hundreds of arrests and what are they, more than 70 handguns or guns, they said, consumed, uh, 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 what what do you call them, confiscated. And uh, I assume most of them handguns, probably probably all of them. And uh, just a couple of murders and uh, more people shot. And why is that a problem? That's just great. In the meantime, Greta von Funberg, so God bless Frank Hibbard in Clearwater, Florida. That's great. Um, this is great. The University of Helsinki has announced 30 new honorary doctorates to be conferred in the conferment jubilee. It's a jubilee. Is that is, Does that come with a dessert? Is there a dessert that comes with that? Um, is it like a cherry topping of some kind? Um, but the uh, they're conferring in Helsinki these... Honorary doctorates, and I think my favorite, my favorite has to be under theology, because the faculty, the Department of Theology, to confer eight honorary doctorates on June 9th of 2023, including Greta von Funberg. This is all wrong. Who is listed here as an activist. Greta Thunberg uh, is getting her honorary PhD so now uh, Democrats are going to call her doctor. What, is she 12 now? I shouldn't be up here. You're right about that. 
That is uh, Greta von Funberg. She's getting an honorary PhD, an honorary doctorate, because, you know, uh, that's what she'd expect. And they, she uh, sails somebody else's yacht to various places to whine and complain. She's now 20 years old, 20 years old. My opinions on this doesn't matter. That was a, a singular plural disagreement there. My opinions on this doesn't matter. But she's not getting an honorary uh, PhD in English. Um, it's uh, theology. Because you know why it's theology? Because this is their religion. This whole apocalyptic doom, uh, weather, death cult thing. This is their, you know, this is their cathedral. We will never forgive you. I am not looking for your forgiveness, but you self-righteous little spoiled brat. How See? dare you! <laughs> Twenty years old, born in Stockholm, Sweden. Very nice, Stockholm. Have you ever been to Stockholm? Last time I was there, there were a bunch of Af- Afghan refugees um, surrounding the the uh, parliament building and uh, demanding money from passers-by because they're making things better. You know, they got uh, the lefties going and all that stuff. We are unstoppable. Another world is possible. We are unstoppable. Another world is possible. She's uh, she's uh, now a young PhD. young so Just, just like, um, you know, Dr. Jill Biden. She got... Might as well have been honorary as well. All right, let's. Uh, I haven't gone to the phones in quite some time. Let's go to. Uh, let's go to Richard calling from Bristow, Virginia. Ricardo, you're on the Chris Plant show. Grazie. Uh, thanks, Chris, for <laughs> taking my call. So uh, my my uh, family was just out in uh, uh, Las Vegas. Uh, they do. My brother uh, back in February. Uh, they did the rock and roll half marathon. One of the things that they like to do is go to Hoover Dam. Been there numerous times and. One of the Department of Interior people said the reason why Lake Mead is so low is because of the drought. They're actually storing the water in reservoirs further upriver on the Colorado so as not to waste it due to to evaporation. So the leftists that are saying Las Vegas is going to disappear are pretty much anti-science, anti-engineering, and just fear-mongering like normal, like uh, Muriel Bowser and Dr. Fauci did. Did you take a look at the, I've been to Hoover Dam, um, I said it's been some time, but I think it's pretty much the same as it was when I was there. And uh, did you take a look at the terrain around Las Vegas and, um, and Hoover Dam? Um, yeah. How, it's, how would you describe that? How would you describe that region, that area? So uh, I, my military service, I tell people, and it's basically the same thing, Barstow, California, that whole area is pretty much like Afghanistan. It's very barren very arid, and uh, the only thing that you see are cars on the highway. There's nothing else really going on out there. I, uh, it, it's, it's the desert. Here's the thing about it. You know, we, because we're very industrious people, we've been able to create dams on rivers and create lakes that weren't there before that we use as reservoirs for water, uh, and it's still the desert. We, you know, we, we, we turn the desert green, but it's uh, kind of superficial, isn't it? Yeah. Well, and, you know, like all, with all the rain California is getting, the fear is not flooding because eventually the rains will stop. It's all of the growth that's going to happen, unseasonable growth. And then California is going to be like a, a matchstick this summer once all that green growth dies from the drought returning. It's just an ongoing disaster, isn't it? You know, but it reminds yep. me, you talk about Hoover Dam in Las Vegas, and we played the audio earlier of the uh, Smithsonian telling us Las Vegas would be gone 
uh, dead and gone by uh, 2021. And and I'm like, well, you know, it's in the desert. And I just I can't help but think of Sam Kinison and his classic routine uh, from the good old days. Uh, Sam Kinison is a, you know, don't send him food, send him U-Hauls. Uh, what, what's this? It's sand. Uh, what's it going to be 100 years from now? It's going to be sand. Uh, uh, Sam Kinison was right. He was onto something there, wasn't he? Yes, he was. Richard, thank you. Uh, thank you for the call. You're, you're right. You know, it's all, but everything is political now because the left has politicized absolutely everything. And I spend my life, pretty much all of my waking hours, uh, correcting their BS and uh, straightening out their stuff and uh, trying to to drag the truth out of it, which they make difficult very often, don't they? Richard, thank you, buddy. Saluting you. I heard you. You're listening to The Chris Plant Show. Hi there. Sorry for the interruption, but... Are you enjoying this show on Google Podcasts? You should know that the Google Podcasts app is going away this spring. That's right, going away, gone, as in no longer available. You can still enjoy this show elsewhere, though. Try out Spotify or Amazon Music, or maybe TuneIn is more your style. Whatever app you switch to, be sure to follow so you never miss the next episode. And thanks for listening, wherever you listen. Oh, sorry. Hillary Diane Rodham Clinton went with her um, her daughter, Chelsea Clinton, who is the spitting image of Webb Hubble, isn't she? They went to see a play, a dramatic production in New York City. And uh, the New York Post, page six, has the story. They, they've got in New York, I, I don't even like to talk about this. They have a serial pooper, like a serial killer. So serial pooper shows up at the uh, Schubert Theater and uh, drops large uh, deposits of human feces in the aisle. And in this case, the other night, they were there to see Some Like It Hot. Some Like It Steaming Hot. The, uh, and Chelsea and Hillary Clinton were sitting and in the aisle next to them, according to the New York Post and other reports, a, a large turd was uh, found right next to them. I pooped my pants. And the... Uh, Maybe it was Al Roker. It could have been, could have been Al Roker. I'm not sure. I, uh, you know, Anthony Fauci. Remember Anthony Fauci? He's got Anthony Fauci has. He knows what's going on. He's got a nugget of wisdom for everyone, everyone in the world because he's Anthony Fauci. They're Republicans. They don't like to be told what to do. Right. We got to break that. Republicans. They don't like to be told what to do. We got to break that. Yeah, Republicans have to learn to like being told what to do. Oh, yeah, a Cuban baseball player defected to the United States yesterday. We had a big international baseball thing going on. And the Cuban catcher defected because he wants to be free. The Ed Milet Show showcases the greatest peak performers sharing their journey, knowledge, and thought leadership. This is one of the all-time best pieces of advice ever given on the show. Actor Rain Wilson. The number one thing that psychologists point to with young people of why they are struggling so much in this mental health epidemic is they don't have resilience. So how do you build resilience if you don't understand suffering itself? The Ed Milet Show is available on YouTube or wherever you listen. 